This episode is sponsored by Linode. Linode is offering listeners of this podcast a $20 credit, which is good for four free months at their lowest plan. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month. You can get your servers in any of their 10 data centers, and their high memory plans start at 16 gigabytes. Get a server running in under a minute. They do hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups, node balancers, long view, etc. VMs for full control, running Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, etc. You can run a private Git server. They provide native SSD storage, 200 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have 24-7 friendly support, even on holidays, and a seven-day money-back guaranteed. So go check them out at linode.com slash adventures in Angular. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Adventures in Angular. This week on our panel, we have Shai Resnick. Hello, coming to you live with my grandma, Coding Together. There you go. Pair programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ward Bell. Hello, everybody. Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. Alyssa Nichol. Hey, guys. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv, and uh, this week we have a special guest, Minko Getchev. Minko, you want to say hello? Hello, everyone. Now, we've had you on the show before, but uh, do you want to just give people a quick update where, you at, where you're at, why we love you, all that stuff, or why she <laughs> right, loves sure. you? <laughs> sure. I, I, love, I love Minko. I think you love a lot of people. Uh, yeah, me, you, you especially. That's a good Whoa. thing. <laughs> okay, no. You're, you're calling him indiscriminate, right? That's <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, currently, I'm doing <clears throat> working on a startup called Rhyme. It's Rhyme.com. And in my spare time, I'm doing a lot of open source. So, I've been quite active in the Angular community recently. Hey, you're nice. going to have to spell that for us. Rhyme. Yeah, it's like a rhyme. R H Y M E? Yeah. It okay. could have been R-I-M-E. Yeah, it could have been R-I-M-E. I mean, it's the day of the internet, so you could have spelled it any any way you felt, felt like. You could have spelled it Z-X-R-Q and called it Rhyme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have the right, the right spelling domain. Yeah, but, but Rhyme is a real word, R-I-M-E. Yeah, it's a real word. It's still actually in private beta, so... So you cannot talk about test it. it. Yeah, we're going to test this uh, actually on NG Atlanta next month, next week. So, so welcome, everybody, to the Adventures in Dictionary and Spelling Bee. <laughs> I did not know. I, I, I just want. I know. I just want to say rhyme rhymes with rhyme. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, anyway, we brought you on this week to talk about differs, and you wrote a blog post back in November uh, about differs, iterable differs, key value differs, custom differs. Why do we care about differs? So differs are an interesting. So in Angular, we have this uh, very good separation of concerns where each individual module, well, Angular comes with great design by default, and so each individual module has very strong responsibility and uh, does only what it's supposed to. So we have such great separation of, separation of concerns for the internal modules inside of the framework itself. We have different directives like ng-pour and ng-if, and uh, we even have ng class and ng style. And on top of that, uh, since there, the directive uh, ng4, for instance, it is responsible for listing a collection of items, like rendering them on the screen, there is also some business logic involved there. 
Uh, once the NG4 directive accepts a collection of items, after that, it needs to reflect once this collection changes. And this, this logic for finding out what the difference between the current version of the collection is and the previous version of the collection is, is encapsulated in a different abstraction called a differ. So, yeah, we care about the difference because they encapsulate very heavy computation happening actually inside of our application. Finding out the difference between two versions of the same data structure is uh, something which happens quite often in our application. And the Angular team did a great job to implement a very efficient um, algorithm for finding out the difference in their default different implementation. So, right, but their, their default one is real is 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 generic, and so can't it can't be efficient for every possible object because uh, you know if you if if you had some real quick and dirty way or quick and real way of differentiating two objects, knowing when two objects of a particular kind changed, you could do it a lot faster. And isn't that the reason why you would? Want to write your own instead of just rely on theirs? Oh, and we probably should have mentioned that this figure, the differs figure in change detection, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, it, it runs. Actually, yeah, it's running uh, the ng4 of directive. It invokes the differ, which finds out the difference between two versions of the list that we're iterating over. It find it does this in one of the lifecycle hooks, which is being triggered by the change detection. And yeah, for our specific purposes, for our special data structures, we can write more efficient versions of these algorithms for finding out the difference. So Minko, can can you give? I'm I'm uh, I'm not that personally. I'm not that smart. So I want like a definition for like in one sentence. You know, just. What is the problem that it solves, and why is it good for me? Yeah, so the, the differ is an, an abstraction and just an interface which has a diff method, which accepts given collection. Actually, it accepts two collections over time and compares them. So if we have the list which contains the numbers 1, 2, and we have the list which contains the numbers 2, 1, after we run this algorithm, we're going to get the number of differences, which in this case is only one difference, that these two numbers have changed their places. Uh, this it sounds like something that a service worker would use, like to know if there's a difference and if they need to update. Is that true or not really? It, internally, the change detection is using the difference in order to find out what the difference is in our bindings and to know what exactly it is supposed to update. Does it work on deep uh, level structure, like um, trees and stuff like that? Or we just can, like flat? Yeah, you can implement one. Actually, the iterable differ, the only interesting thing, like the only thing that given data structure needs to, um, like basically it just needs to be iterable. So if we are able to iterate over a given data structure, uh, we can find the difference between like any anything. So you can implement an iterator for a binary search tree, let's say. And you can just use the iterable different thing in order to. Doesn't out of the box? Doesn't it? It does a deep compare, right? Out of the out of the box. Uh, it goes through. It just receives the items one by one, and uh, compares them uh, based on. A, it, it performs reference check by default. So, but that's responsibility of the track by function. We can change that if we want to. So it's not deep, by default. By default, well, uh, it's, it's reference. 
Yeah, it compares it compares the items by reference. Okay, so uh, so again, what is the problem that it solves for me as a day-to-day Angular developer? It makes your ng4f works. It powers oh, so your ng4f like, directly. Okay, so it's the mecha- just the mechanism behind the scenes. So why yeah. would I want to write one my on my own? Let's say. That's in extremely rare cases. You almost, it's almost certain that you, you would never need that. Uh, if mm-hmm. in some specific cases you have super fancy data structure that uh, you think you can implement a different for, which runs faster than the default one, then you can consider creating one your own. So can we back up a little because I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I, so let's start with the, this, the standard behavior of an NG4. And if I have a list of three items in it, all right? Yeah. Let's call them employees. And um, so if I add a fourth employee, the default differ is going to know that already, correct? Out of the box. Yeah, NG4F, um, NG4F is going to trigger the differ, which is going to find out that you have added a new employee in the second list. And if I still have three, but I shuffle them, it's going to know that too, right? Yeah, it's going to perform the same algorithm and it's going to figure out that you have changed the places of some of the employees. Right. Now, way, if one of, what, yeah. one of those employees is, is shy and he changes his name again, as he always does. To Mary. Oh, he's going to Mary. Um, he's changing his name to Mary. Uh, a, does the differ detect that? I know that the binding refreshes, uh, at least the display of the list item um uh, Refreshes, refreshes. Is the differ involved in that? Is the the out of the yeah? It, it's uh, well, it's not going to. Yeah, uh, it depends. So uh, you can only display the if you display the names of the employees in the list, then um, the differ doesn't have to do anything with that. Uh, by default, Angular is going to compare the individual employees by by reference, so it's not going to. It doesn't know anything about their names. Gotcha. So it's not going to the the ng4 isn't going to update, but the binding will because the binding of his first name in the list item will refresh because there's a separate change detection of any binding that I have on the screen. Correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, given this, this out of the box behavior, I'm getting to Shai's question here. It's kind of like. Why should I think about this at all? I mean, it's just magic. It happens. Good things seem to happen. Why do I care? I like magic. Yeah, yeah. In practice, you don't have to care about this that much. So you can just use it. And the Angular team have did a great job in order to implement it with, like, in the most efficient manner, like possible, in order to work with very generic data structures. Uh, if you, however, are being, building something very niche and uh, you have your special data structure which you think you can implement an efficient like change detection custom change detection algorithm for you can then build your custom differ for it uh, for instance in the blog post that i i have built i show how you can build a differ which behaves which is slightly uh, faster than which is actually faster than the built-in um, differ which is already in angular but um, it's, you need to use a special data structure for it. So you cannot use it with an array or with any mutable list or with a tree or whatever. You need to use the specific data structure that I've built in the blog post. So in such cases, when you need to squeeze the performance to maximum, in these cases, you may eventually need to build a custom differ. 
What, what made you, first of all, thanks for the answer. What made you write the blog post? Yeah, so a, a couple of years ago, that was actually the first time when I, when I um, joined the, this podcast, Adventures in Anger. I talked about, and um, based on the talk that I gave on NG Vegas, um, there I talked about how we can use AngularJS back then with uh, immutable data structures. So previously in AngularJS, the way we were handling such situations like finding the difference, like the differences in two um, states of given list, like and after that rendering uh, the difference uh, with ng4, it was so much. It was completely different from now. We didn't have such strong separation of concerns and. Uh, it was harder to plug some custom behavior which speeds up your application. But right now I noticed these different noticed that you can plug a custom algorithm actually, which is being used by NG4 internally, and implement a faster change detection algorithm actually yourself. So I just decided to give it a try and see whether I can build something which is faster and in what cases it's going to be better to use it. And how so much you, faster it could be. So you woke up one day and said, I'm going to hack on NG4. Out of nowhere, <laughs> you put on your hat, which you always do, because I know you personally, you brush your teeth, and then you hacked on NG4 out of the blue. Almost actually dreamt about that. <laughs> and after that, I woke up. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking that the, cool. <laughs> I was standing in the coffee shop and I was thinking, well, maybe I can implement a custom differ which behaves slightly faster in some cases. And it turned out it's possible. And that was part of my talk on uh, Angular Connect last last year. I I admire you. So I'll tell you when you run into this damn thing. Forgive me for swearing. Um, whenever you pump a promiser in, a, <laughs> this is the only time most people run into what is this different thing? When you pump a um, like a promise or an observable, it, it you bind to it and you forgot the async. Uh, you uh, I, it erupts with some kind of error relating to differs that is completely incomprehensible to most people, or maybe it's the other way around. When you had one and then you took the async out, I can't remember. Do you remember, Nico? And, and what what should we do about that? I'm not completely sure about the case uh, you're uh, you're talking about right now. Uh, is it in a binding in NG4 specifically, or it's one of the? Yeah, it's in an NG4. It's in an NG4. Um, when you oh, when I see. you know. Yeah, when you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got your, you, you know, you decided to go um, with uh, taking uh, the observable and putting it binding directly to it. Yes. Um, or you decide to go the other way and you take the the pipe to async out. Well, yeah. um, I, th I think you get a, an error in both those cases. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So here is what happens in this case. So you have your ng4 and you have bounds to given collection there, right? So you yeah. have your list that you have bound to. What happens is that once ng4 receives this binding, it finds, because you can have variety of differs for your data structures, you don't have to have only one. You have variety of differs. So what ng4 is going to do is that it is going to invoke the support method of the factory of each differ, and it is going to ask uh, the factory, well, 
is this differ does this differ supports the data structure like that I just received a binding to and if it is an array or a list uh, like immutable list or whatever you're going to find by default the default differ so you will be able to bind to this differ and render all of its items however if you missed the if you have a binding to an observable or a promise and you miss the, the, async, the async pipe in such case you're actually passing an observable or promise to your ng4f and uh, it was it is not able just not able to figure out to find a differ for this data structure because it's like it's a promise by default it does not how to iterate how to iterate over it and how to find the difference right. between two yeah versions of it so yeah so nice. that's how, that's how i first learned about differs how about you guys <laughs> it happened to me in the shower <laughs> 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 my first birthday. Yeah, you dropped <laughs> drop this open and said that's a differ. Yeah. So um getting back uh to the technical stuff. Um so first of all, okay, so it's only for NG4 basically. It's right? for NG4 and for a few more directives. As far as I remember, it works for it NG4 uses such directive, NG class and ng styles but uh, ng class because you can pass the list of classes there so it uses the iterable differ in order to find out whether you have uh, altered this list somehow uh, hmm. for ng styles it uses you know, the key value differ so you have these two interfaces iterable differ and key value differ so it's for lists hmm. and for like map like data structures hmm. And ng style uses the key value differ because there you can pass an object, which is basically some kind of a map. I see. So, um, so a possible use case is to when you are writing one of those structural directives or just directives, okay, and you need like I don't know somehow to. Um, better manipulate the the data structure you get, or not to manipulate, but to know the difference. Basically, that's where you might wanna check out how does it work and how to implement it. But as you said, it might be like a rare case because the two default differs might just yeah. do. Yeah. So if you need something like that, the best thing you can do is just to inject the terrible differs it's because there is a provider available for this you inject mm -hmm. the terrible differs you get the differ which works for your data structures that you want to find like that you're going to use for like to bind to and this the default terrible differ is going to help you uh, do the job basically it's it's really well implemented i looked at, at it like for a couple of hours and it, it just does so many optimizations that it's it's pretty much it's hard to implement faster one uh, which is going to work on faster like as generic as the default one and as fast as it the one which already available also you can use it on in the coding interview so if they ask you to like find the difference between two lists you just say well i can here inject the turbo differ and yeah 
the rest. Then <laughs> 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 the rest is it, and you're hired to Google. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Why reinvent the wheel when they've already done? Um, if you uh, if you bought into the whole immutability thing, then there's really nothing to do here either, right? Because it it should the the default one should be a champ with if you adhere to immutability of your list. Yes, there is interesting about the immutability uh, specifically because they differ internally. Well, the interesting part is how it compares the items by what property uh, that they have. So we mentioned that it compares them by reference, by default. So it's going to find out if we have a list of employees A, B, and C, it is going to compare them by reference and find out whether they have changed their places or not. However, you can plug a custom track by function. So that's basically what the track by function is used for. It accepts an item and it it after that returns a value, which value will be used for comparing this the item, this item with other items. So by default, the track by function just takes an item and returns it. Ah, so it would be bad for, in other words, if I decided to have, um, uh, to go with immutability and let's say I got a brand new array of employees every time I fetch them, but they really weren't different. Exactly. I, yes. I had better implement the track by function and say, Hey, even though the object reference has changed, the ID hasn't therefore assumed that they are the same object. Is that yes, right? exactly. Yes. So yeah, that's a very interesting actually misunderstanding of the track by function. A lot of people think that if they implement a track by function, they are going to have faster applications. But in fact, there there is no way to make them faster because already the track by function is it just pretty fast. It just returns the object that you passed to it. Who who are those people who try to implement the track by function? Oh come on, I don't know them in person. You? <laughs> you don't know them in person. Who doesn't implement the track by function? No, because you say there the are villains, people who pirates. <laughs> pirates, yeah, <laughs> pirates implement the track by. Who gets like who does that? Unless you're crazy genius, like. Minko, who wears a hat. Oh, do you mean like who, who created it? Who wrote it? No. Who writes that? Because we're talking about like people who write, who try and write the track by, to, never mind, re-implement it. Oh, you mean re-implement it? Because you just, I mean, you should provide the logic for it. Yeah. 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 In the, in, usually it's just, it accepts an index and an item and what you're supposed to do is just return, let's say, item.id. So that's the logic for the track by function in case you want to compare the items by their ID. But looking at the repo, it looks like Mishko has developed it originally, or that's, yeah, Mishko, that's Victor. You mean, okay, Mishko, your brother, <laughs> Mishko Haveri. <laughs> I uh, yeah. thought we agreed it was uh, Fishko. Fishko, Fishko. Uh, I now we, we uh, just to 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 get John Papa who joined us on the joke. Um, we concluded that Minko is Minko Haveri, just so you know. So that's why. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted to make this joke for the past two years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I will keep saying it. 
over and over again. But yeah, okay. Don't wait for users to report problems. Raygun gives you complete visibility on errors, crashes, and performance problems affecting your end users. You can replicate issues in seconds rather than digging through log files and having to rely on users to report errors or crashes. Raygun gives you a window into how users are really experiencing your software applications. It has full support for JavaScript and all other major languages and platforms. It takes less than 10 minutes to set up, and you can get a free 14-day trial by going to raygun.com and signing up today. So, so, Shai, you've never implemented the track by function yourself? So, first of all, I think it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, I'm on a quest to learn, like, I'm reading the source code of the compiler now and just to better understand stuff. So I find this stuff, like, every time I can, I have a chance to talk with Minko about stuff like those, because Minko, you, you, like, you implemented, like, last episode, you talked about... Um, the, the, the linter, the co codelizer, right? The tool yes. you wrote. Yes. So, so you're heavy on compilers. Have you, have you read the Angular compiler? Yeah, Source I have, I, I have a favorite file, so we can discuss it after that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. The metadata collector is pretty good. So yeah, so we need to have uh, an episode on that, I think, which which will be quite quite interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, the story of the so bef when there was only just-in-time compilation, I was working on Colorizer, and at some point, I had to do some some like pretty serious stuff in order to collect the metadata for the application in order to perform like proper static code analysis. And it turns out that Chuck, who has tens of years of experience in compiler, has already in compilers, has already built this. So that was that was awesome. And his code is really great. So I'll definitely <laughs> encourage you to take a look at it. Nice. Chuck, did we have Chuck on the on the show? Now I'm confused. No, we haven't. <laughs> it's a recursive. But yeah. Chuck. Great. Right, so So, um, I'm, I don't have any more questions, I think. I just want to recap really quickly. So, uh, differs are the way that, uh, we detect changes typically in collections for NG4. And this is typically something that you're not going to need to change. But if you have some kind of custom data structure, then, and you think you can implement this to get some kind of performance improvement out of it, then you may want to consider it. Yeah, so you have these two options. You can either build your custom differ and you can invoke um, iterable differs or key value differs dot extent and pass your custom differ and you're going to get your differ. Like you can just configure the provider this way for the iterable differ. So that's the first option, extending the set of differs which already exists. And the second option is to reuse them for your specific structural directive. Mm. I think the other find difference between. I them. think the other takeaway from from this show uh, is that if you were like using as we tripped over it along the way, if you go into the whole immutable thing, then you're definitely going to want to provide a track by function because um, uh, you'll be the object reference, which is the typical thing that's used to differentiate, you know, to detect whether uh, uh, an object has truly changed or not, um, won't do you any good. You've got to, 
you got to provide, and it's a really simple function that you provide for the track by that says, you know, hey, this thing, if it this this is what you should really be looking at, differ to see whether this is a new object or not, or a new array or not. Is that a fair statement? Yes, yes, I think that's that's even like maybe the most important thing that people should get from this episode, because that that's something you're going to need on day to day basis. Yeah, I'm going to check this out after this episode. All right. Well, is there anything else we should uh, dig into or dive into with this? Or is that more or less the, the story with differs? Yeah, the other things are mostly implementation details. So, yeah, if you're interested in further reading, because it's hard to explain it without having any diagrams or to, to explain the, uh, the relations between the individual abstractions, it's hard to do that. Over the podcast, you can take a look at the blog post that we're going to share. Yeah. Cool. Do, you, do you have any tips for building or testing the differs? Uh, tips for testing differs. Yeah, or, or building them. I mean, you kind of walk through it in the blog post, but are, are there any gotchas that people are going to run through once they kind of go off of the path that you've given us in the blog post? There is a very interesting, there is a very complete test suite for the default differs in the Angular code base. So, if you're building a custom differ, you can just take a look at the test cases there and make sure that your custom differ passes them. Okay. Do you have any tips for being awesome? <laughs> that's something that is in the specialty of shy. Nah. No. Like I said before, I admire you, Minko. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. I really, really am. Uh, I think you like the stuff that you do for the community, like with, with your blog posts over the past few years with your research and like, you know, making this stuff available for the rest of us is amazing and keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. This is one of those things that I, as a mere mortal would never have <laughs> gotten into on my own, but Me it's too. So it's so interesting to see how all of this hangs together and where, you know, you, you get a little bit off the beaten path. It's, oh, well, you know, this is going to pay off to know. Yeah, it's it's one of those mapping thing when you try to map all the knowledge around Angular, which is enormous. Um, is one of those those things that now you have maybe your key in your mind map uh, where you will get into maybe performance issues with uh, ng4 or um, like you know uh, track by stuff then you will know to get to minko's blog post and to read it and to get into that um, that's why what i'm taking uh, personally from it and in the entire angular code base i can you like it's it contains an entire computer science degree in there. So if you go through the entire code base and you make sure that you understand everything at a given point, because it's not easy, of course. Like there are so many abstractions and so much much stuff going on there. But it contains like everything from compiler design to design patterns and variety of algorithms. So it's really really worth it to spend some time there. Wow, that's a that's a cool course to have. You know, like um, going over the source code and and analyzing it by the design patterns or like, you know, comp compiler theory and all that stuff. But I'm saving that one for you, Minko. 
<laughs> yeah, I did this for AngularJS. Uh, there is uh, Angular in patterns that I wrote. And in Angular 2, the design patterns, you can see them even, they, they look even more like pristine. Um, they're even, well, the design of Angular is, is pretty good. Yep. <laughs> we have a few extra minutes. I'm wondering if briefly you uh, can give people, if, if they're thinking, oh, well, it might be fun to dig in and start reading the Angular source. Is there a good place that you recommend people start? It's, well, right now, so Start with was, A, A, and then go B, C. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning, and when you get to the end, <laughs> circle back. When you said ABC, I was thinking, so start with Angular, right after that, go to Bezo and <laughs> finish with Quasar. <laughs> Good luck. Good freaking luck. Uh, oh, man. A is for Angular, <laughs> B is for Bezel. Yeah. So, so Miko, uh, I want to get your opinion on this because, you know, I, I spend more time in the Angular source than I care to admit. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, you know, it's, it's great code. Um, but I think that, you know, for me, I run right to the tests. Do you do that? Yes, tests are extremely helpful to understand what's actually going on. You can see directly how given abstraction is being used and right after that, reverse engineer it from there. Yeah, because mm. I don't I don't even know what the purpose is usually until I go to the tests and then I say, oh, that's why, that's why you put that there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's you... a lot of mystery programmers or mystery and things. Uh, and you say, what, what, what is that for? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, previously, it was also great to start with the reflective injector because it was super easy to read and it's like an, a separate module which you can easily explore yourself. And it, it, yeah, it wasn't that complicated actually, but now your team is dropping kiss. It's dead. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a goner for the first... <laughs> entry point <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but but dude ward and and Mingo, the the tip on the tests I, I i don't know why i didn't think about it being such a i don't know testy guy i i never thought about starting from the test oddly enough and i've been wasting my time re trying to figure out the source code without the test this is a brilliant tip thanks uh, yeah, a lot of people start actually doing that for code reviews as well. Uh, I read this article about test-driven code reviews, which explains exactly that. Well, and frankly, that's why I invest so in my own stuff. I invest heavily in my tests um, because I, I, in the naming of them and organizing of them, is a, I think of it as documentation uh, for the API. Um, I can write all the words I want on the API documentation page, but nothing says it like code and code that you can run. So, um, uh, you know, and I, I to, to a certain degree, uh, other people share that philosophy. And to some degree, the Angular team does that. I wish I wish the tests were a little more clear about their intentions. But uh, nonetheless, that's I, I've always thought of tests. That is being one of the key reasons to write a test in the first place. Now, you know, obviously, we all know about regressions and stuff like that, but it's the way I understand what the API is really reaching for, and and also how, how the author of it thought about the strange edge cases. 
which are, you know, you, you really can't talk about edge cases in the API text, but you sure can show them in the tests. Yeah, yeah. This is what I do for my own code, but I, for some reason, I never thought about doing it for like a framework or a library or something like that. I usually do it for like small libraries, you know, like just one page, one uh, file libraries, and I look at the test, but didn't think about doing that for Angular. Maybe because it's not sitting near the files are not sitting together, I think. They're in a separate folder or something like that. Well, but, isn't uh, that yeah. isn't that a sterling observation? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is another reason why the rest of us and why the style guide says, put your tests right next to the thing they test. Whereas the th one of the things I don't like in Angular is that they have all their tests off in some other test directory. So you, you have to work to find them. Yeah, I agree. Good point. All right, one last thing. Uh, you mentioned you work for Rhyme, and I know we're going to talk about Rhyme in a future episode, but do you want to just give the two-minute elevator pitch for that? Chuck, he can't. They will fire him. <laughs> sure. So we're building a platform. Well, it sounds very abstract, uh, two-minute pitches, but uh, well, we're building a platform which by using virtualization in the browser, we're trying to help you to build more scalable and consistent workshops and corporate trainings. So instead of uh, going uh, around your, on your workshop and making sure that everyone has installed a specific version of TypeScript and uh, Angular CLI and like Node.js and NPM on their machine, you can just set up this in the cloud. Right after that schedule a session, we're going to create a number of instances of this specific virtual machine that you set up and everyone can use it in the browser. So you can just use this and build scalable trainings because you can start the session and anywhere, anyone anywhere around the world can join your session and see what exactly you're doing in teaching. And if, if anyone gets stuck, you can help them out. So that's the basic idea. Do you use a lot of Dockers? Um, Docker containers? They're only, well, yeah, for uh, Linux virtual machines, for Windows, we're now using VMs for in Linux. Cool. All right. Well, we will we'll have you back on and we'll talk about that. Let's go ahead and do some picks. Are you ready to master Angular? Oasis Digital offers Angular Bootcamp, a three-day intense workshop class for individuals or teams. They cover Angular 4 and 2 and focus on the skills and knowledge you need for complex, data-rich applications. They also still offer AngularJS for teams supporting older projects. Bring them to your site or send developers to them in St. Louis, San Francisco, New York, D.C., and other cities, and online at angularbootcamp.com. Joe, do you want to start us with picks? Oh, sure. I could start us off with picks. Um, I want to pick an audiobook that I just... Uh, barely bought. I think this has been picked on this episode. I don't know if it's been picked on this episode before or not, or at least on one of the shows. Oh, sorry, not this episode, this show. Or one of the <laughs> yeah. shows. Uh, it's been picked on one of the shows before. It's called Do the Work. Mm. Um, and it's just about like getting started and um, you know, having a project, just making it run. Okay? So it's a pretty interesting book. I think it's done by the same guy who writes The War of Art. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's a good book. It was actually recommended on um, to me. That was where I heard it. Somebody else recommended it, and so I started reading. Uh, reading it. The other thing I want to recommend or pick is uh, an art book that I got called "The Art of Overwatch." My wife got it for my for my birthday. If you're a fan of Overwatch, oh, it's, the game, right? Yeah, the, the video game nice. Overwatch. 
it's got a bunch of really cool different drawings, really concept art and stuff like that. It was really awesome. So the art of Overwatch and um, those are my picks. Cool. So, so Joe, there's this new movie coming out about speaking of games about some kind of game that and uh, uh-huh. some famous director is uh, behind it. All I've just started to see it. Is this another one of those movies I should avoid? Wait, are you talking about Ready Player One? Yeah, I was going to say one, two, Who's... three. I don't know what these games Wait, are. What? <laughs> who who directed who who directed that? Uh, well, Spielberg. Spielberg, oh, Spielberg. Is, is either Spielberg. a director. Spielberg. Spielberg. Well, in that case, the resistance is futile. <laughs> Spielberg. Directed it or produced it. Anyway, I'm starting to see ads for it. And it looks just like just the kind of movie you guys would love and that I would hate. And I just wondered. So, just so that you know, that is that, that movie essentially is the theme of Anti-Comp this year. Holy smokes! I was pretty sure we told you that before, Ward. Yeah. Oh God, I'll be ready. <laughs> so you're not coming in NGConf to the no, premiere? No, I, I, hey, even if they had a Star Wars theme, I would show up in order to, <laughs> to mock it. To mock it. So, so Ready Player One isn't about works. a video game. It's about a dystopian future, uh, there's a virtual reality that plays no, no, no. part in it. But don't tell me, I didn't read the book. Oh, well, go read the book. It's going to be way better than the movie. <laughs> okay, so so don't don't ruin it for me. Like my friend ruined the sixth sense. Sense. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all, that's umami. He's the sixth sense, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. When it comes to spoiling movies. I, I my answer to every movie is everyone dies at the end. Somebody asked me about that and then <laughs> went and saw Rogue One and then they were mad at me. And I'm like, I say hey, hey, every Chuck, movie. Chuck, you just ruin it for the rest of the world. Joseph my sport anyway. Picks. If you haven't seen it yet, I mean you deserve it. You deserve to be spoiled yeah, at this do. point. Like yeah. get your life together. A- like, after what are six you doing? months, it's fair game. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, Ward, what are your picks? Uh, well, um, I, I, uh, I mentioned the <laughs> from the from the ridiculous to the sublime. I mentioned the recent translation of Od- of the Odyssey by Homer, um, translation by Emily Wilson, and uh, I was talking about how excited I was to have received it, and I have now read it couldn't put it down it makes the uh it just flies and as i when i was done i said yeah after you've read this why would you ever read any of those sci-fi things uh, again it's just like uh, going to dr seuss after reading something so um i highly highly recommend emily wilson's translation of the odyssey it's a it's an adventure story uh, and if you want to claim um, that you have any awareness of of Western civilization, it's a must read. Nice, Shai. What are your picks? Okay, so I got two. Uh, one is uh, a book I've been wanting to learn uh, for quite some uh, to to read for quite some time uh, about uni- uh, TDD, test driven development. 
which called which is one of the more more famous books which called the uh, growing object oriented software guided by tests and it's been on my like wish list for a long long time so i just bought it and started reading it and so far so good so i recommend even if it's like an older book it's it's really really important to know the history and to know like the where it all came from and the best practices which still hold uh, hold true till today uh all for preparation for like a course i'm doing on angular testing now um and the second pick i have is a are you are you a tdd guy are you a yeah. tdd guy you are i'm a tdd wow. yeah wow. i'm gonna pay back on that one real quick and just let you know that we interviewed steve freeman and nat price on ruby rogues about five or six years ago so nice. if you want to hear their take on the book and some of the stuff surrounding that then you can definitely check that out yeah i'm gonna check that out nice thanks um and yeah we can we can talk about on a different episode word about tdd because i sense that you have criticisms uh, a criticism about that no uh, uh what you sense is that uh i'm intrigued but i've never been able to bring myself to do it um i have a simple i, I, I have I a simple why. process i have a simple process to get you on board and uh just three simple steps and uh yeah i will give you uh give you the right, guide take, take me to school dude but uh you know i'm a skeptic but i uh, i'm uh, <laughs> i'm open okay i, think, yeah, I, I just I, heard a future episode get figured out yeah 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 i i, I can talk about it for a long a long long time about it do we have anything next week because like that'd be fun <laughs> actually oh wait are we so, we're, you're doing something special for ng atlanta aren't you I am. We also have a guest scheduled next week. So we'll schedule it to sometime. Uh, in two weeks, we have an opening, so we'll see about getting it then. Okay, cool. So uh, getting back to my next pick. So I saw this um, really cool video today by Vice, the the channel Vice. The uh, It's a YouTube channel, also a website, but uh, I will link to the YouTube video, and it's called how to become TripAdvisor's number one fake restaurant, which is trending. Um, oh gosh, that awesome. This is one of like, I, I was amazed. This is really, really cool video by some British dude with just like, um, uh, just faked just his way to number one. What? <laughs> Wait, Ward. My fault. I, 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 I should have been. That's okay. That, that's okay. I, I will start again. So, no, I, I was saying that uh, just like one British guy who faked his way to become number one, but he documented the whole process and it's edit. Uh, the editing is very, very good. And the whole, like, it's 18 minutes, but really, really fun and goes by very quickly. So, I really recommend. Everyone's saying that because it blows, blew my mind. So, um, yeah, I will link to that. Those are my picks. Awesome. Alyssa, what are your picks? So just have two. Um, whenever I want to detox at the end of the day, I've been getting into two different video games. Um, one is called Ark. Uh, it's kind of like 
Minecraft with dinosaurs, so much fun. Um, still in beta, so yes, bugs, but it's it's a blast. And then the other one is um, Fortnite, uh, which me and my friends love getting online. And you drop with 100 people onto a map, and you all race to get guns, and it's basically last man standing. So it's a lot of fun. So yeah, if you need some detox time with video games, those are the two I've been playing. So yeah. So that's that's musical chairs with blood. <laughs> I guess so. If nice. the chairs are like the guns, because you're like running around grabbing guns, and you kill someone, you get their guns. So yeah, that sounds kind of like musical chairs, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The society we live in can't we like run around and kiss people or something until you run out of people to kiss <laughs> yeah and once you've been kissed you're out of the game that makes no sense board see this plot line is already busted <laughs> all right um i'm gonna jump in with a few picks um first of all uh, my wife and i got a new bed from tuft and needle and we're we're kind of liking it um i don't know if i love it or not um but uh, it's much better than the bed we had before. Um, and m- my wife has some chronic back problems. I trashed them pretty harshly on Ruby Rogues. And then somebody said, oh, did you try this? Um, so I do have one last ditch thing that I'm going to try with them. But they offered a 20-year warranty. And they haven't honored it so far. So uh, if you're out there looking for an, uh, a bed and you're thinking that you want to you know, drop some cash on one that is supposed to be really nice, it was really nice for about eight years, um, and and now it just it, it kills us to sleep on because one of the layers is essentially collapsed. Um, it's an IntelliBed, and they have the gel matrix on the top, um, so you can buy one. Um, but just keep in mind that uh, it's a major hassle to get them to under the warranty. So um, I'm just letting people know because I'm pretty sure I picked them on the show before, and I, you know, if if I if I sort of endorse a project product and then it turns out not to work out. I want to make sure people know, you know, that 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 there's some uh, gotchas with it. So, and then uh, one last pick. Um, I've really been enjoying having the Apple AirPods uh, to go with my iPhone. So I'm going to pick those as well. Um, oh my goodness! I'm going to double that. Love them. I like, love them as long as long as you can wear like the normal headphones. My husband can't wear those; they don't fit into his ear, and so therefore he can't wear the AirPods. But if those work for you then you would absolutely love the airpods as well so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i've had a few people say that the they don't fit in their ears but everybody else that has them loves them so uh, plus one there um but those are my picks minko do you have some picks for us yeah sure uh so my the third edition of my book got, went out a couple of weeks ago um my second so that's my first pick my second pick is that there are there are going to be like conditional types in typescript so the pull request was i think it's already merged in master and my first my third pick is taglets the this awesome cloud id it's really cool it's really really cool we had the taglets team as guests on anger san francisco last week actually this week and uh, they did an amazing job. It's uh, yeah, really nice. We had them on our show as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a couple uh, weeks back. How does it compare, Minko, to what Rhyme is doing? Uh, yeah, they get... Uh, so, first, uh, everything they run is entirely in the browser. So, you cannot run a virtual machine. That's 
or you can do, for instance, in Rhyme, you can teach uh, Photoshop or Excel or mm-hmm. anything. Nice. That's the difference. Um, for yeah, lightweight not, use cases, StackBridge yeah, is pretty it's, cool. It's not just for uh, for code. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, StackBits, I second that. They're what they created, what they hacked away together out of all of these technologies is amazing. Yeah. And the mer the uh, it was the PR was just merged, so StackBlitz, the Angular docs are up. Nice. Con- StackBlitz. Oh my gosh, that's so- Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Um, John had to bail, but I'm going to uh, pick, uh, tell you about his pick, which is a series that uh, his team is doing called Five Things About. And it's a bunch of fun videos that to give you five uh, interesting uh, observations about a particular technology. And he did one with um, React Dan Abramoff, uh, Re- um, not React, uh, Redux. Well, he's also Redux, in React. Yeah. Uh, and he did one with me and, um, so we'll have it in the show notes and you can see what kind of fun we have there. And, uh, also, uh, one hopes there is some actual meat in there um, mixed with the fun. It's kind of a meat fun sandwich. Do you live together? You and John Papa or, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All right. Well, let's go I, ahead and wrap this up. Can't touch that. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thank you all for coming. Thank you, Minko. We will uh, catch you all in a week with more Angular stuff. Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Minko. We love you. Nice. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.